Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. We are in full swing holiday season, you know, (laughs) jingles everywhere, Christmas presents, you know, lights up on people's houses, you know, even here in the studio, there's such a Christmas vibe and it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite seasons. Um, you know, one thing like last, uh, I believe it was last year I did a uh, episode on the incarnation and this is the time of year that when you go to church, you hear messages on Jesus and his incarnation and how he came as a baby and you hear about all of that. But for me, I get so wrecked all year long on the reality of the incarnation. And so I just want to remind you guys that Jesus put on human skin. He suffered like we suffer. He was tempted like we are tempted. And he experienced loss like we experience loss with his friend Lazarus that came back from the dead, but also John the Baptist, who was his cousin, that he was treated harshly by people that he loved, that he was under uh, tyrannical governments, um, and brutal oppression. He had to pay taxes to Caesar. He lived a normal life. He worked a job. And so, but like Jesus, he was, he, he clothed himself in skin and he lived the human life, but yet he lived the life we could not live. And he overcame and he died the death that we deserved. And now he is a glorified, um, human being at the right hand of the Father. And because Jesus is fully God and fully man glorified at the right hand of the Father, we now could sit with Christ in heavenly places. We are now in Him. If you read Ephesians, it states over and over again that we are in Him because we needed that redemption. Okay. And he is now our mediator between God and man. He is now the bridge that connected humanity and the divine, our heavenly father. And this covenant, this new covenant is not between God and man because man could not hold up our side of the deal. This covenant is between God and Jesus Christ, who is God and man. He fulfilled our side of the covenant, and now we received the benefits of living holy and righteous by his blood. And that's why this covenant cannot be broken because a covenant between God the Father and God the Son cannot be broken. And we are now partakers. We are now grafted in. We are now in him. And there's no more sacrifices that need to be made. There was one sacrifice for sin and the sins of all time. And that is the beauty of what took place in this season. And that is a reality and a covenant that we live in, that we receive from, that we drink from, that we are empowered by every single day of our lives. And we need to meditate and ponder the reality of the incarnation regularly. And I did not mean to get into that, but I know that we are in the Christmas season and I'm not going to release another episode on that right now. But I wanted to start like that. And so, Lord, I just pray in this season, God, that you would bring wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you and that we'd be so undone, that we'd be so overwhelmed by the reality of who you are, what you did for us, and the reality of our union with you every single day because you came as a man And you lived the life we couldn't live and you died the debt that we deserved and you rose uh, over the powers of darkness in total victory. 
overcoming death. And we love you and we bless you for that, Jesus. Amen. I want to share with you guys something here today that it uh, <laughs> you might be like, whoa, what is this all about? But I want to share with you something I believe is extremely prophetic, even going into 2023, what the Lord is highlighting right now. And it might seem weird. It might seem odd to some of you guys. You might believe me. Some of you might not. Um, but prophetic people will understand that if you listen to my recent episode with Prophet James Gall called Revival Breakthrough, tap into it. We shared a little bit of what I'm going to share with you at the end of that episode. And so I, I want to just briefly share that God speaks in many ways. He speaks by his spirit to our hearts. He speaks through his word. And if we hear something that uh, somebody prophesies to us or we get a whisper in our hearts and it doesn't conform with the word or it's not confirmed by the word, then, hey, we should test that. And it might not be God. And so and the Lord speaks through people and the Lord speaks through a lot of different ways and avenues to our hearts. And, you know, I did a whole teaching series in the beginning of Awaken podcast in the, in the early years um, in 2020 about, you know, hearing the voice of God. I could probably get into that again because it's so important for us. But God also speaks through random things. He speaks through creation. He speaks through wild things, through numbers. You know, we keep seeing the same number, you know, 111 or 222, or we keep seeing the same things popping up. Or he could speak through a TV program. God's spoken to me through license plates. He's spoken to me through books. God's spoken to me through someone wearing a t-shirt and confirmed what God spoke to me in private. And there's just so many ways that God could speak to us. And if we have ears to hear, we will hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Jesus said, if you've eyes to see and if you have ears to hear, you will hear. And if we are seeking him and we are looking for him all around us throughout the day because we believe and we know that he wants to speak to us and he wants us to hear his voice more than we want it for ourselves. And if that is our confidence, if that is our belief system, then we will be searching for him. We will be seeking him and in, 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 uh, whether it be, you know, in an extroverted manner or even just on the inside, the interior life, the the secret conversation we have with the Lord throughout the day where there's no words needed because he sees our thoughts afar off and it's that internal chamber and sanctuary where we're communing with him. We're speaking to him. He's speaking to us. The Lord wants to reveal himself. And this has happened in my life. And I know sometimes we can get kooky with this, okay? Where God's speaking through everything, all right? And it doesn't line up with the word or it's just... It's weird and it's like, ah, is God speaking or is that just something that happened, right? But at the same time, if we have ears to hear, I would rather err on the side of hearing God more and maybe missing it sometimes than just totally shutting my heart off to hearing from God through different ways and forms. So if there was an extreme, I'd rather go to this extreme, the extreme of God speaking to me all the time than God's hardly speaking to me, all right? And so... That being said, there was a prophet named Bob Jones. Some of you may know him. He's went to be with the Lord. He was a major prophet with IHOP KC. And, you know, there was a company of prophets with James Gall and many others, but he would prophesy odd things and people did not quite understand some things he would prophesy, but he would literally give dates like, hey, in the springtime, it's going to snow on this day and at this time, and it's going to be a sign for X, Y, Z. And if you go into the prophetic history of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City and Mike Bickle, um, there's many prophetic words given by Bob Jones about like signs in the heavens and and on this date and this time, this stuff's going to happen. And it took place. It happened. Like he was a genuine prophet. Not to say he never missed it, but he did prophesy things 
that were strange, that made people wonder and think and question him, but then they took place. And so I remember hearing Mike Bickle talk about how Bob Jones, it wasn't Mike Bickle, actually, it was somebody else, but but they were, um, how Bob Jones prophesied one year, I forgot what year it was, that the St. Louis Cardinals were going to win the World Series and um, how they were going to start the year um, very bad and looking like they were not going to make it at all. And then how they're going to have a comeback the second part of the season and how they were going to win in the World Series and how it was a prophetic word to the church and to IHOP about comeback and how the church is going to rise up when the church seems like it's knocked down or when IHOP felt like they were in a hard season, they were going to come back. And it was this word that many people were scratching their heads like, why would God speak through baseball and specifically the St. Louis Cardinals? And guess what? It happened that year. Okay, it happened that year and everyone was mind blown by it. And it was a beautiful prophetic confirmation and strength to the um, to IHOP KC and the church. And so that being said, I heard this a few months ago. You know, I heard the story. and I'm like, wow, it's so cool. And um, and now I'm a baseball fan. Okay, so especially hearing that being a baseball fan, it resonated. And so I'm a I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a New York Yankee fan. You know, for the past couple of years, I started watching them again and I got my wife into it. And, you know, this year the Yankees did really well. You know, we made it all the way to championship series, but we didn't make it to the World Series, sadly. But Aaron Judge had a remarkable year. And if you guys are baseball fans, I was just in New Jersey preaching at an impact conference. And uh, there's a lot of Yankee fans there. And I actually shared this word um, and it resonated. And people were like, whoa. And there was actually other prophetic confirmation to it. But... Aaron Judge was having a remarkable year. He was hitting crazy amount of home runs. The Yankees are doing wonderfully. And there is an American League home run record. And it was um, set by Roger Maris in 1961. And he hit 61 home runs. And that beat Babe Ruth's record of 60 home runs. And so if you guys aren't baseball fans, I'm getting somewhere. Okay, so I apologize. But... In this this year, 2022, Aaron Judge began to get on a pace of potentially tying or beating that home run record in the American League. In the American League, so towards the end of the year, it's like he had 58, 59, 60, and everyone's like, "This guy could beat Roger Maris's record of 61 home runs." Come to find out that in 1961, Roger Maris hit 61 home runs, and now we are 61 years later, exactly that Aaron Judge is chasing this record. And it's wild because he had plenty of time, but he kind of slumped at the end of the year. He wasn't hitting as many home runs. There was so much pressure. So it's like, this guy, is he going to go this far and not tie it and or get 62 or 63? So my wife and I were watching every night as we were having dinner and as we were going about, I was like, we got to see this guy hit his home run. And so he had 60 home runs and everyone's losing it. And so we're, you know, with the family and it's kind of on in the background, not really watching it. And then crack. Aaron Judge hits number 61. And when he does that, it's wild. The anointing of the Holy Spirit hit my wife and I. And we're like, why do we feel the presence of God so tangibly right now? And it was electric. And, you know, Aaron Judge's mother was in, you know, she was going to every game and she's hugging the person next to her. And it's like, what's going on? And man, the smile on his face, like this guy did it, but there was a presence of the Holy Spirit that was tangible. So my wife and I were like, we got to press into this. And Selena looked at me and she said, Isaiah 61. And I was like, Isaiah 61, that's right. That's a powerful passage. And so we went into Isaiah 61 and we began to read it. 
And it was like, whoa, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God. And it goes on to say, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, oil of gladness instead of mourning, a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they will rebuild ancient cities cities. They will raise up former desolations. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. And if you keep on going, it's just powerful how God gives a double portion to us instead of shame. And instead of humiliation, we will shout for joy over our portion and that we will possess a double portion in their land and everlasting joy will be ours. And it goes on and on and on. And it's like, wow, I believe that God is highlighting Isaiah 61 in this hour that the ministry of Jesus is rising up, that we're not just going to be people that dwell in the four walls of a church building, and we're not just going to be people that sit in the house of prayer and only stay in a place of prayer, but we're going to be people that take up the mantle of Jesus Christ, the ministry of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, and not only that, we're going to say yes to the Great Commission, and we're going to get outside of the four walls of where we gather, and we are going to bring the ministry of Christ to the streets. That's what God is doing. That's what the Lord is awakening in this hour. One of the many things he's awakening in this hour. It's like, wow. And then, you know, the last four games of the year, and I'm so grateful for it because they were supposed to play these four games in um, at the very start of the year. But because of all this lockdown stuff with baseball, it wound up being the last four games of the year. But the Yankees were in Ranger Stadium in Dallas, Texas. So my wife and I were at the last few games of the year and we saw Aaron Judge hit number 62. And that's how he ended the year. But he broke the home run record with 62. That being said, it was electric, it was powerful, and as I was speaking to James Gall on the podcast, I brought this up to him, he said, well, look at Isaiah 62. I was like, wow, I never really thought about that, but it says, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning, and the nations will see your righteousness, all the kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord will designate, and it goes on to say that we'll no longer be called forsaken and desolate, but we will be called, my delight is in her, and we will be called married, and how the Lord delights in us. And the Lord will rejoice over us. And it says, do not keep silent day and night until the Lord establishes Jerusalem as a praise in the earth. And then it goes on to say that the Lord will do so many things. And it goes on to say that we will build up a highway, remove the stones, lift up a standard over the peoples. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But I believe that these scriptures here, and you need to read it in your own personal time. Isaiah 61, Isaiah 62, like... I'm telling you, this is prophetic for this time and hour, and we are on the cusp of getting into the greatest harvest of souls and the greatest power of discipleship that I'm telling you, like the Lord is increasing us and we are awakening and we are rising and shining and the church will step into a greater brilliance and a greater fullness. Like there are bright and glorious days ahead. And with that, there will be persecution and will that, and with that darkness will also cover the earth, but the church will rise and shine. And if you read Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 62, I believe you will be marked. And I believe that you will also get a picture of what the Lord is doing in this hour. There's revelation. The Lord is right here in Isaiah 62 saying that we'll no longer be be desolate or forsaken, but we will be called his delight is in us 
and that we are married to him and that he rejoices over us. That is a revelation he is bringing now in the body of Christ. And how there'll be 24-7 prayer that we won't that we won't stop day and night. The Lord is raising up movements of prayer all over the world. And this last part I'm going to go into here at the end, but about the Lord removing all the stones and us lifting up a standard. He's doing that in the church now. And so it's just like, wow, this is amazing. And then, you know, he won MVP this year, Aaron Judge, most valuable player. I truly believe the Lord is revealing to us that the most valuable people, and everyone's valuable to the Lord, but he is highlighting to us that those who go into the harvest field are the ones that are carrying his heart and capturing who he is and will walk in the ministry of Jesus. And we were at this conference in uh, New Jersey, and there was a prophet that was uh, that I was ministering with uh, at the conference. Is me and a man of God, and um, he began to share about how the Lord is raising, how the Lord is bringing judgment, but not fire, brimstone, sickness, death, hell. Um, judgment in the sense of <clears throat> he's separating the wheat and the chaff, and I've talked about this in the podcast how he's making things right and he wants to destroy in the earth things that hinder love and the, and, the, and the moving forward of the gospel. And his fire is purifying his bride and his people. And he and I was like, I had in my heart, I need to share this word, you know, about six, Isaiah 61 and 62 and talk about the Aaron Judge thing. But I didn't feel like, you know, in the moment I was like, I felt like I should do it, but I didn't know the right place. But then this man of God began to talk about how the Lord is raising up the judge. He's being the judge and he's sifting between the culture and the demonic stuff happening and what is kingdom culture. And he's setting things right. And everything that can be shaken will be shaken in this hour. And that which cannot be shaken will remain. And I said, you know what? I got to share this. And I began to share this, you know, Aaron judge and that journey. And I began to share about Isaiah 61, and Isaiah 62. And I said, you know what? Aaron judge that was his name, Aaron, representing a priesthood. God is raising up a priesthood in this hour, lovers, people that adore him. And I've spoken about this in the podcast recently. He is raising up people that love him and minister to him above all else. But also judgment starts in the house of God. And I believe intentions are being sifted. And I believe that the Lord is removing the stones and the rocks. And there's a highway of holiness that's being prepared. And the Lord is raising up a standard within his body saying, come with, be the remnant, be separate, rise and shine. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. If you want to be the ones that I manifest myself through in this hour, we need to take this mandate seriously. And just like it says in Isaiah 62, go through, go through the gates, clear the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, lift up the standard over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, lo, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And they will call him the holy people. They will call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called sought out a city not forsaken. He is removing the rubble and the stones. He is making a clear highway, a highway of holiness, and he's raising a standard. And may we be a part of what the Lord is doing in this time and in this hour. I don't want to be in my delusions. I don't want to be captivated by the pleasures of this life, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. I want to be captivated by him, and I want to be committed to the holy calling that he's put on my life. And I know you do as well. Another thing about Aaron Judge is he's a Christian. He's a blatant Christian, okay? And he's on Instagram and he says Christian. He doesn't say, I believe in God. I'm, a, I'm spiritual. He says, I'm a Christian. 
And not only that, he was adopted by his parents. So in this movement, there will be bold people declaring they're Christians. They believe in Jesus. They're not just spiritual. They don't just believe in God, but we are raising up that standard of, I am a Christian. I believe in Christ. And not only that, this is a movement of adoption that many lost sons and daughters, those who are serving the enemy and trapped in darkness will come home and be adopted by their heavenly father. Why wouldn't God use one of his children that are being bold for him that are anointed to do something awesome in baseball But why wouldn't God use someone like that to display a picture of what he's doing right now in the world? And if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, why can't we pick up on these things? And I've shared this with prophets. I've shared this with people and it's resonated with their spirits. I'm not just sharing something wild, but, and you could take it or leave it. But what I want to say is read Isaiah 61 read Isaiah 62 and even dabble into Isaiah 60 because I believe the book of Isaiah is a very prophetic book and it is linked with the end times and what the Lord wants to do. And this is something wild because, you know, years later in caves, which we went to when we, when we were in Israel, uh, they showed us the caves where these Dead Sea Scrolls were found. If you don't know anything about the Dead Sea Scrolls, do some research, but it's like ancient manuscripts of, you know, people writing down entire books of the Old Testament and they were found and all the different books of the Old Testament from Deuteronomy and Leviticus and the Psalms, there's only specific verses that were found because it was tore up or just not preserved or there's chapters or portions of chapters that are found. But Isaiah is the only book that was found in totality out of the thousands upon thousands of scrolls and, and verses that were found. The entire book of Isaiah was found and preserved from, and it's a 66 chapter book here, guys, and it's smack dab in the center of your Bible. There is something revelatory about that. And I believe that the book of Isaiah is going to be a key, and I feel this, the book of Isaiah is going to be a key to what the Lord is doing in this time, but also how he manifests his glory through his church and through his people in Israel and how that salvation is going to take place in the return of Christ. And so dig into Isaiah 60, 61, 62, read through the suffering servant, Isaiah 53 and Isaiah 55 and Isaiah 66 and dive into these chapters. I believe the Lord's got revelation for you. And so God, I thank you for what you're doing in this time and in this hour. And Lord, I pray that we'd have ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts that were soft and discerning and perceptive to what you are doing in this hour and who you're doing it through. And Lord, that we would say yes to be used by you and that you would break off all dullness, that you would break off any sin habit, that your holy fire would come and you would burn up everything on the inside of us that does not look like you. And that we would be a remnant in this hour, that we would be people that say, God, remove the stones from our hearts and that raise a standard in us. Let us be a standard, God. In this hour, may the church be a brilliant light, a burning torch. May we awaken in this hour, God. May we be used for the ministry of Jesus in this hour. We love you, Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Love you guys. Bless you. I pray that you would rest and reflect and drink in his goodness and his mercy and his kindness in this season. It would be less about presence and more about his presence. 
and enjoy your family time. Reconcile with those that you need to reconcile with. Bless and encourage those that need encouragement. Trust God with your finances because he cares more than you care. And if you seek first his righteousness and his kingdom, everything else will be added to you. And so subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed by the gospel, encouraged, strengthened by the gospel. And I'll see you next time on Awakened Podcast. And many, there's an awesome announcement coming up very soon around the corner before the end of the year. So stay tuned to Awakened Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Follow on uh, Facebook, on YouTube, because an incredible announcement is coming. Bless you guys. Enjoy the holidays. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>